This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Ready for church this morning? Great. We got a great one for you folks. You are going to leave here smiling because it's just going to be really fun. And we're going we're gonna to be looking at, at stories. And you just thought, man, it's so important for us to get clear on what our stories are. Uh, can I tell you what worries me? Please say yes. yes. I want to tell you what worries me. So I'm, <laughs> I get neurotic on occasion. And, and I was reading this article about this new kind of marketing that's called psychological marketing where they're able to look at your social media and they're able to decide whether you're mostly or you're rented around fear or fear's opposite, which is, say it for me, begins with L, love. And, and so if you get oriented around fear, which I think we all are, right? On a K, I am all the time. And, and then it markets to that fear. So, so if you have a lot of fear in your social media feed, it'll start showing you things like burglar alarms, Stories on break-ins, you know. I, does that does that does that worry you a little bit? You know, so 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 that can create its own story, and then we can live in that story. We can live in that space so much. Listen carefully; that that becomes our reality. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. We need to always remember this: the stories we rehearse are the stories that shape our lives. So we need to constantly rehearse better stories. Constantly coming back to thinking, yeah, what is God's story here? What is he trying to to, to show me? What is he trying to tell me? What does this all mean? And that's what we're going to be looking about at these next three weeks is, is what's your story? What are the really good parts of it? What are the really challenging parts of it? And then how do we put those two together. So I want to give you a, a little bit of context here for the story we're going to look at. And, and I, I got a kid's map up here that's going to help us to kind of trace the story. Isn't that good art? Gotta love that. So, so the way this, this story starts is there's this group of people who've been freed. This story is like 4,000 years old. This group of people who go on to found modern-day Israel, uh, they, they, they've wandered for 40 years, and they get into this, this part up here. You see how the kid wrote it there, the three words. Can you say it for me? Those three words on the top right. It says the, the promised land. They go to the promised land, and, and God says, look, this is the story I need you to rehearse. I need you to rehearse this story over and over again so that you remember. So that you remember. And the story is pretty, is pretty simple. It's a story about where they started out in Egypt. Those are the pyramids. Starts out in Egypt. And then you can see the little camel there. Gets an idea how big those are. And then the story winds through this very dark period of 40 years called the wilderness. And then it ends up at that last place, the promised land. And essentially what God is saying, like, look, I need you to keep on rehearsing these three parts again and again. Because all of us will find ourselves in those three parts and we just need to keep repeating the story, rehearsing it, looking at what it actually means in our lives. So I want to read to you this story, just it's real quick. And then I want to talk about how it might work. And this is saying, when you enter the land, the promised land, 
Then you will declare before God, my father, which was Abraham, was a wandering Aramean, and he went into Egypt with a few people, lived there, became a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians, and again, Egyptians that were one time were sort of like sanctuary, eventually become uh, oppressors. But the Egyptians mistreated us and made us suffer, putting us to hard labor. Then we cried out to God, and the Lord heard our voice, saw our misery, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. You look at, you look at how beautiful that, that passage is, and it, it talks about this original blessing. Then you shall declare, my father Abraham was a wandering Aramean, in other words, a foreigner. He went down into Egypt with a few people, lived there, and became a great nation, powerful and, and numerous. In the new church, we look at that and we think, okay, yeah, that, that's got some history to it, but I'm not that worried about, like, did that exactly happen historically as it's written? It's about a poetic truth, a deep, deep poetic truth. Something is trying to tell us about lives 4,000 years ago and lives today. And what does this have to do with our lives today? Like, how does it all connect? Well, and the way I think it connects is this. I think this. Our story begins by honoring an original blessing and original beauty. That's where we're to start. Listen carefully. That's where we're to start rehearsing our story. Not with fears, not with regrets, not with the areas we're deficient. There's plenty of time for that. It's about... Starting with, oh no, 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 here, this is it. What's the original blessing here? What is the original beauty in our lives? Now, that part, it's easy, and where I'm going to kind of go with this, that part, it's, it's so easy to kind of look at that and to think, you know, is that just about nostalgia? Like, you know, the person who wants to show you their high school yearbook and you graduated 30 years ago and they want to show it to you every time you see them? You don't want to be that guy. You know, it's, it's not about just, you know, sort of this, this uh, obsessive looking back at all the things in our past. It's about really trying to look at those things that are precious. Look at those things that are beautiful and then try to go a little deeper with them. A little more in with them. Now, I want to say before I share the next thing, we all have those things. Now, I, I am a pastor, so I'm privileged to work with so many people. Some people have really, really hard stories of growing up want to honor that. Some of us have stories that are filled with a lot more grace. I want to honor that as well. And all of us have this next thing. This next thing called remnants or heavenly traits. This is a piece of new church that, that we believe we all have this stuff inside of us. And it's deep and it's meaningful and it matters. So I'm going to talk about it. Then we're actually going to do some, some work with it here. We kind of maybe, maybe hold this. Like maybe, maybe human beings work this way. There's these remnants. There's these pieces. There's these memories. And they're wrapped around an inmost, a divine spark that is God in us. So all of us have this little flame deep inside. And that is God's gift. God breathed life into you. 
from the very beginning of the Bible, it says you are made in the image of likeness of God. So it goes back to that little spark. And just for a minute, just like, you know, just get aware you have that little spark. We all do. Seen it in many, many of you. Then we build one step out. Basic core memories, conscious and unconscious, of innocence, love, kindness, mercy, and compassion. So around that core, excuse me, around that core are gathered these beautiful sets of memories, conscious, unconscious, beautiful sets of memories that start to like just, they, they attach back to that core, and it's just what we remember. We're actually going to have a chance to exercise. I'm going to hear some of those from you folks. It's a beautiful, sweet thing. And, and I realize that a lot of us, I mean, how many of us struggle with parent guilt in here? Right? You feel like you just blew it with your kids, you know? Well, it, you know, we'll talk about blowing it with your kids next week. But, but, you know, do we all blow it with our kids? Yes. Can we all say yes? Do we all blow it with our kids? Yes. yes. Do we really all blow it with our kids? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but at the same time, we don't realize there's this other side of the equation. We live so much over here on these places where I blew it. We forget that we've also given them this stuff. These beautiful remnants that are stored up, protected by God, where giftedness lies, and I'm going to have you say the E word there, possessed by everyone. Everyone in here has these. Every single person. This becomes, this becomes, folks, the beginning of the story. This, this is why, you know, the story's written this way, is because we're supposed to start with like this acknowledgement, this deep, deep, deep acknowledgement of how important that is. To just start from there. I'll come back to this because I want to come back to this in the second half. It creates a basic yes. A basic yes to life and a basic yes to the world. Now, I'm going to stir your remnants for a minute. I'm going to emotionally stir you and I will give you a nickel if you remain unstirred after seeing this video. All right? And then I'm going to show you this video, and then we're going to do a little singing thing together, and then we're going to go to the middle song. So take a look at this video. This is... You guys friend and me? Yep. By Claire and Dad. By Claire and Dad. Together, can say. 
there's no way I owe any of you a nickel. You know, you just, it's like it moves you. So are we ready to sing a little bit, folks? Yeah, we're going to sing a little bit. Rebecca's just, she's going to sing through it once. And then you get to see, she's going to sing through it a second time then. And I want you just all to sing with her the second time, all of you. And I'm going to be out in the audience like Santa Claus watching, so I'll know. <laughs> all right? So Rebecca, go ahead, sing it once, and then right. sing it again. So the, I'm going to tell you the lyrics to the first verse, because we're just going to do that. First verse, one time, I'll sing it, and you join me. But it's when the road looks rough ahead, and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. Just remember what your old pal said. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. And if you have a toddler and you've seen Toy Story, you know this song by heart. All right. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks up ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your old pal said. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. Okay. Okay, you gonna make him sing it with me now? <laughs> you ready? I want to hear you all. All right. One, two, three, four. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed, you just remember what your old pal said. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. <laughs> so as the band comes out for this, for this middle song, you know, I, I, I just like, I want you to feel how that stirred you, right? Like that, please tell me that stirred you. You know, it just, it just, even if you're just a Toy Story fan, that stirred you. Like it's, it, it just, it stirs us. I'm, I, I'm telling you what you already know to be true. A cosmic yes. You've got a friend in me. A cosmic acceptance of life. You've got a friend in me. A cosmic opening to God. You've got a friend in me. When we come back after James Taylor's version of that song, I want to talk about, yeah, what does it actually look like to, to take that and to start to craft it and to allow it to be part, a meaningful part of our lives, a new way to rehearse the story that God has given you. So that, that, that song and those ideas of like, it's just kind of funny looking out in the audience and even seeing you folks singing with that song, right? So something stirred, that's a remnant. And, and I want to talk about sort of, well, what does that mean? I want to come back to what that girl said with this question here. What did she learn? Is she learning? In our online audience, you can, you can text me an answer to that. Uh, by the way, big want to say hello to Mark and Diana who are joining us from New Jersey today. So great to have them here today with us. And, and uh, I want you to think, like, what was she learning? Now, you're welcome to share that with somebody, share that with a neighbor. I'm going to be just walking around the audience real quick. Uh, please share that answer. I'm going to gather some, and then we're going to do a second thing, a second kind of process with this. So please turn to your neighbor or turn to your phone and answer that question. What do you think... She was learning or is learning. Please do that. Go ahead. All right, folks. These are, these are some of the answers. And again, like as, as you hear these, 
I want you to hear these and hear these, you know, in terms of how important this is. I want you to hear these in terms of the story that's being rehearsed. The story that's coming center. Learning a love for music. She was learning love. She always has someone to count on who loves her. That no matter what curveball life throws at you, at, at you, goodwill will be there to catch you. And then a bunch of emoticons. You can see how that story goes. Like, here's this girl, and yeah, they're just singing a song, but there's something else happening there. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's, it's not just sort of this, this, this memory of this event. It's about going underneath. Like, what's underneath that event? And that remnant becomes very, very important. And all of you have them, and all of you have given them to people all the time. So what we're going to do is I am going to walk around the audience. I need five brave volunteers. I'm going to be walking around with these. All right? You're going to be picking a card. On these cards are the name of a category of someone. All right? I feel like I'm on a game show right now. I just want to say for $5,000. So, for example, you may pick the one that says stranger. And I want you to say, yeah, you know, one time there was this stranger who just out of the blue did, you know, fill in the blank. Because we get these remnants, these, these, these memories, like they keep coming back to us. We get given them our whole lives, which is beautiful. All right? So I need really, really brave people. Five people to just raise their hand. I'm going to come around. You'll pick one and then you'll answer it. All right, here you go. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. There you go. Teacher. All right. I believe, one, hang on, figure out which classroom I was in. I believe I was in second grade, and... No, that's not a very good one. Okay, I, I, re, I remember it was, it was the week before I was supposed to go to school. And my mom dressed me up and she brought me to school. And I was all excited to go to school because my brother and sister were there. And they were the light of my life. And uh, we went into this empty room. And there were the, all these weird, big, they looked like umbrellas set up. And, and it was dark and I didn't understand what was going on. And my mom put me on a stool, and then, she, then somebody said, can I talk to you for a second? And then she stepped out of the room, and I was in this big, scary room with no brother and no sister, all by myself, sitting on the stool. And I have this memory of peeking out the door. I don't know how I could have possibly peeked out the door because the window in the door was really high, but I have this memory of peeking out the door. Maybe I stood on the stool, right? And looking out the window and seeing my mom standing there talking to one of my brother's or sister's teachers. And I thought, oh, they're right outside the door. He's talking to a teacher. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and I, I must have gotten down on the, off the stool and been sitting exactly like my mom left me because that's where I was supposed to sit by the time she got back in. 
but it's the every little single bit of that memory is very clear. I remember what the door looked like, what the window looked like, what the teacher was wearing. I remember what I was wearing. It was a very uh, poignant, clear memory of, oh, everything's going to be okay. Great, great. Give a round of applause, folks. So next from our studio audience. Okay, I got parent. <laughs> I was blessed with very wonderful parents who supported me and continue to support me and just about everything I've done. Uh, I definitely remember in the Adirondacks, my mother showing us moss and different things in nature and really inspiring a, a care for nature, and that's an important part of my life. Great. And if you want to see Kent's love of nature, your pictures from the Himalayas looked amazing, 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 amazing. All right, here we go. Pick the middle one. There you go, pick the middle one. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Um, before I read it, I am blessed to come to this church with my family today. It's the first day. We were a little late because of timing. My son, Aman, stand up. My wife, Violet. You get a fist bump, uh, brother. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> and, and our spirit was rejoiced with the music. Isn't it good? Music yeah. was touching the spirit yeah. with the Holy Spirit. So good. I am blessed. I feel like in my spirit, this is going to be my home church. Good, 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 good. All right. Co-workers, all right. It's beautiful for me to co-worker. I have been senior executive in Cardone Industries. There's a remanufacturing industries, and I have an MBA from University of Pennsylvania and double master. And uh, the guy owner was 10th grade, Mr. Cardone Senior, Italian. He believes in God. He was a member of the whole, uh, Assemblies of God. We give the 10% tidings, and we have the nine chaplains. I was a general manager. I, he raised me in a business. I was in a bank, took me there. He said, we want to get the people who we want to train our way. I love the people. I still love the people. It's a joyful thing mm. to help the people who help us. I hired 250 people, don't speak English, know nothing, but as long as they can work in the factory, they are all blessed, and God has blessed mm. me a lot. Amen. Amen, brother. That's good. That is good. Oh, we have a brave, brave, brave young lady here. You ready? Yes. <laughs> A friend, what's something a friend has done for you that was particularly nice, that really made a difference? My friend came over to my house when I was, um, right after my dad died, and she gave me a big hug, and it felt really good. <sighs> Excellent. <laughs> We have, we have one, we have one more, we have one, 
One more. Anybody brave enough for the last? Oh, thank you, Ame. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have Stranger. So, let me think about this. I can tell a stranger one way you're getting your mind ready if you need it. There, and I'm going to relate this to God Great. because. God was a stranger in my life for a long time. And um, oh. recently, not recently, but over the last couple of years, forming a relationship with God mm. is love. And I found that. And I know he's always been with me, but um, in a distant way. And um, he's not a stranger anymore. Mm. Oh, that is so good. Those answers were so good, I have nothing more to add for the rest of the entire service, and I only have an hour more of material for you folks. That was really good. Please give them another round of applause, folks. That was, that was great stuff, you know, and we can, we can see that. I think that's what, like, there's the story. There's the story. There's the story. That's what we're to rehearse over and over and over and over again. That's what we're supposed to be aware of when we, when we reach into the promised land. See, because those stories attach back to our core. Everything that everybody said, like, it just, it just, doesn't that just move you? Like, well, what in you was moved? It was your inmost. And you've shared those same experience. Different stories, but all one story. Isn't that a miracle? Different stories, but all one story. Because we all can share it and we all know it and we all, we all sense it so incredibly deeply. See, and, and when we do that, folks, like, I, I want to talk about this. Who, I'm going to give you a multiple choice test. All right? A or B. Who would you rather hang out with? Someone who is making up their story or someone who is telling their story? A or B, which would you like? Just shout it out. B, B. you know, we we want people to tell their stories. We want to hear those those deepest of deepest parts because that that attaches back, folks. I think where God is going is that that he's trying to get us, which, which we're feeling in the room right now, that sense of belonging. A beautiful family here for the first time and they, they feel a sense of belonging. Like that's what this, this, these kinds of practices can offer. This sense of oneness. This cosmic yes out there to the world. Even from being back in grade school, that it's going to be okay. We can do so much when we come from that place. And it starts to do this in our heart. I love quotes, by the way. And this is one, if you have a phone, I would definitely take a picture of this. Beautiful, beautiful quote. To be a saint, I'm going to have you say the W word there. To be a saint is to be gently warmed by gratitude. To be a saint is to be gently warmed by gratitude. Where that starts to work into our hearts. Folks, and we can do things with these remains, with these remnants. We can start to speak to them and other people, start to speak to them with ourselves. A story I want to share real quickly. As you know, you know, last week we had the Bernathan College 
uh, hockey team, just saying, ranked fifth in the nation. But, um, you know, the boys were here. They're a great bunch of boys. I, I prayed with them today on their way out to Ohio. I'm going to be joining them out there in a couple of days. And, and so we're, we're trying to do a visualization, you know, like, let's, let's get really clear on it. So, so you know what I took them back to in this visualization? I took them back to when they were five years old and were learning how to skate. And I can remember, I can remember, I'm going to go over here because it's blue and it reminds me of a pond. So, so I, I can remember as a kid, you know, I can remember as a kid, five years old, and we had, we had two ponds on our, on our property and they were, they were, they were, they were farm ponds. They were very ripply, but it didn't matter. And my dad coming out in the, in the middle, in, in what felt like the middle of the night, it was probably 7.30, and, and turning trash cans upside down. That's how we learned how to skate. So, so getting the skates, and I was flying. I was flying. How many of you said thanks for, you know, I was flying. I should have, I looked like Wayne Gretzky. I was just flying on the ice. I remember to this day, I had a grin that went from here to here. I was so happy. See, and and that's what I wanted the boys to get in touch with. I don't want them to get in touch with, your job is to come in with a W or don't come home. That's not it. That's fear. That's that's the 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 you know psychological counseling that's showing you alarm systems. That's garbage, man. Let's let's go back. Let's rehearse that story. Let's rehearse how that story moved into when you were older. And let's rehearse that story in terms of what it's going to look like for you now. And let's rehearse that story. What it's going to look like for you in thirty years when you go back to that. And you don't go back to the event. It's not that I I have this huge urge to go back with a trash can and skate in Sarver, Pennsylvania. I don't. But I have that urge in my heart to feel like I'm flying. To feel like I'm flying. That's what to get in touch with. That's what remnants do. That's where our spiritual lives start to build and start to grow and start to, start to gain power. And then we start to see this. This beautiful thing starts to happen. The story God is writing is integrating our lived external lives with those deep internal remnants connecting us to God. It's where our external story, our life story, and this is where you guys have to do this, please. Allow your life story to yield to that inside part. Yep, I know you got regrets. Yep, I know we all blew it as parents. Yep, I know some of you argued on the way here. Got it. Allow your story to yield to what you really know and God has given you to know at the inside, at the inmost. I mean, that's why Christ doesn't just offer joy. He says it's fullness of joy. (laughs) Like, what is more joyful than that? That's what we're being invited to again and again and again. Now, it's not, folks, without a journey. It's not without hard parts, which is my way of saying, see you next week. <laughs> Please be here. Because I want to talk about, okay, so, so, we, so yeah, and, and we have the hard parts. Well, how, how do we start to pull those together as part of our story? I also, again, would urge you to really, really think about a small group. Even if it's just showing up today with Chris and Dave, the man of a really great accent. 
You know, even if it's just showing up today, just so you can start to share it, so you start to sense that oneness, that connection, that growing sense of we versus all the worries of I. Now, we're going to close today's service with a prayer. I'm going to offer a prayer, then you have the opportunity to say the Lord's Prayer as you know it, to say a silent prayer, or to just have a moment of quiet, quiet reflection. And then Marcus is going to lead us in a wonderful song. The band is locked in on this one, which is when I was seven years old. So please join me in a prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Lord, I want to draw particular attention for all of us to this. We heard five wonderful stories of how you move through people's lives in ways that were truly blessed. And as was said so well, Lord, we can sense in all those stories that movement of you from being a stranger to you as being a friend. What a beautiful journey that is. Lord, allow this to be a week of coming to that core. Allow this to be a week of calling forth those deep remnants of knowledge in our hearts of a good life, of a cosmic yes to life, of a belonging and a oneness that you call us to. Allow us to be in that place, Lord. And gratitude. Saints, hearts simply warmed by grace. Allow us in the small broken ways we can to allow our hearts to be gently warmed by grace and gratitude this week. And let us remember, Lord, it's a good story. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv. 